get started continuing our series on building strong families. I'm going to do a recap. I'll do that each time because there's about six weeks in between times that I get to visit with you guys. So we're just going to do a, a recap. I don't know if we have, we do. Elena, you just simply rock. Everybody just give her a hand. She's awesome. I love it. I apologize. I should have asked before. Lena, do you have more? Um, we can see that God is the center. Everything comes from him. Okay? He influences if we allow him. All of the rings, if you will, that come out from that. So we discussed that he's number one. No ifs, ands, or buts. He's number one. Whether we think he is or not, he's number one. He will help us to understand that. If we get that straight, it will fix a lot that comes out from that center point. Um, our spouse is number two. I want to spend a few minutes. Our children are number three. Okay. Children and family. I hear my kid's voice every time I say this. My husband's already laughing because I have an East Coast, Delaware Valley, in some of my words, and I say family instead of family. So I could just hear them going, family. They go, oh, the royal family. They have a whole spiel every time I say it. I'm just like, ugh. So, I want to cover the order, um, so if you weren't here the first couple times that you kind of get um, hi, <laughs> the gist of what we're um, talking about, God can and will give you wisdom and direction for your relationships. Now, there are several in this diagram, but he will give you that if you ask, okay? Um, he's always trying to teach us. It's whether or not we are receiving, picking up what he's laying down, okay? Um, and that's really important because he is the only one that will love you the way you completely need to be loved, we are human, and we think, I think I can love that man and give him everything he needs. There are things that he needs that I cannot give. But God can, because he can see the entirety of our person and what we need. He knows what we need when we need it. Okay? When he gives it, this is encouragement for you, for me. When he gives that wisdom and direction... Be obedient to it, okay? When he gives it, even if it's hard, even if we have to humble ourselves, even if we have to keep trying until we master what he's telling us. In other words, when he comes to us and says, stop doing that, and we're trying, and we do it again. Sorry, Lord, we tried. Keep trying. Okay, he knows our hearts, he knows we're trying, but be obedient to the word that he gives. If we are looking to other things before we are looking to him and his word for our relationships, then we are out of order. Wish I had like one of those old-fashioned little lasers. <laughs> so if we're going to people at work, to discuss what's happening with our spouse. If we're going to people in our family, if we're going to friends, we're out of order, okay? We need to ask God. We need to pray for our relationship. We need to get the green light from him and then talk to our spouse 
What do I mean by that? Sometimes we want to talk to our spouse before we talk to God. And sometimes even after we talk to him about it, he's like, no, you talk to me. It's good. I've got that. You focus on you, and I'll take care of that. Or like I said in previous lessons, sometimes he'll say, okay, I heard you. Now let's talk about what you can do to help the situation, okay? Because no matter how mad you are with your loved one, <laughs> he loves them. And I, it's just kind of funny how we get. Would you talk to him? I am just done with this. Would you talk to that kid? He's like, well, okay, okay. But I'm going to talk to you first. We're, we need to have a discussion, too. And that's because why? He loves us. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to have blessed relationships. Amen? Amen. And when you get the green light and decide to talk with your spouse, share. Share with them. Share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Not, okay. Here's my list. Sometimes you have to make rules. Everybody's looking at me like, I know not of what you speak. Okay. If you don't, then you probably need to make some rules because you're in denial. Um, sometimes when you're in a really hard situation, you need to establish a way to communicate that is safe for everyone attending the party. Okay? Sometimes, I've shared this at um, our marrieds renew night, um, we were, Pastor and I were at a junction where we were speaking, but neither one of us was actually hearing what was being said or what was intended, okay? So you can hear words, and if you're hearing them from your own filter, you will hear something different than what your spouse, your fiance, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, is trying to say. Okay, we hear through sometimes our own agenda, sometimes things that we've already made up in our mind is happening, and so what we had to do is say, okay, I'm going to talk, and then you tell me what you heard, okay, and you have to like let people speak in full sentences before you start talking again, okay. You have to let people get it out and then be calm and patient, not defensive, and say, now, okay, so I shared my heart. What did you hear me say? When we first started doing that, three out of five, we were not actually hearing what the other was saying, okay? And then you give the other one permission, okay, then once he said, I heard this, then he gave me a chance to say, this is what I was really saying. How can I say that differently next time? Or how could he say it differently next time so that I would hear what his heart was saying and shut out all the other voices? If you don't think the enemy will take advantage of your relationship when you are having a hard time, it's time to wake up and smell the coffee, okay? If your relationship, see how it goes, God, spouse, I, this seems elementary, you guys, but after years and years of sitting with people, and in our relationship, when this gets out of order, everything gets out of order. You're like, oh, man, the enemy's just attacking us. He's just after us. Check, check your chart. Has he been first? Has your spouse been second? Are you seeking the Lord about that relationship? Have your children been third? 
okay? If your relationships with your children are stronger, are more important than relationship with your spouse, then you are out of order. Then we are out of order. And we need to quickly say, Lord, help me get it back in balance. Direct me. Give me your understanding and wisdom. And I made a mistake. I was so worried about getting started. I did not pray. And we are going to wrap that right now. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for allowing us to be in your house today. We thank you for what you're trying to give us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and understanding that are readily available to us, Lord Jesus. Bless our homes. Bless our relationships, Lord God. They are a picture. They are telling the story of the good news and all that you've done for us, Lord God. Help us to grasp a hold of that and live out our lives, walk out our relationships in the way that you have intended for us to do so. Not because you're the boss, because you reign, because you do all things well, because you hold us well, and your heart is for us. You are for us in every way possible, Lord God. And help us to see it in that light so we can be obedient to you when you speak. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Some, some of these things sound hard-hitting, but they're just the truth. I try to bring some funny with it because some of them are like, Ugh, uh. I feel like I'm in that game. Last night I came across the clip, and they had a full water bottle tied to a fan, a ceiling fan, and they had people, like, blindfolded. And they were supposed to stand and attempt to know when the bottle was coming at them. I laughed till I almost cried. This poor man. The girl was like, she got hit a couple times, and she was like, okay. And she just kind of <laughs> moved out of the circle. He stood there, oh, where, well, what am I supposed to, oh, like he got hit so many times. And sometimes teaching and preaching can feel like that. But so if I hit you with a full water bottle today, Jesus covered it. These are hard things, but these are things that will make or break our relationships. We can get a hold of it. We'll save ourselves some grief, some lost time. Okay? So you with me? Grab a hold of the word and duck when... The, no. <laughs> Poor guy got hit like 12 times. He never moved. He just stood still. What's happening? What? I'm like, duck, duck. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Speaking to your children about your spouse in a negative way, everybody buckle up, is literally tearing down your house. It bears no fruit. Okay? Does it happen? Mm-hmm. Should it? No. Okay? Keep your communication. Have Pastor and I had discussions within earshot of our children? Yes. Yes. We have. Do we regret it happening? Because we didn't know it, but we have our oldest son. See, we need to understand what our children experience in the world and what they see, what they hear. And I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But, I mean, we laugh about it because it was like kind of, really, that's what you thought? I can't remember what Owen said it was recently, but he was like, I thought you guys were good. Oh, the closet. Our closet is like 
the size of, well, guys, well, yeah, you do because you have one exactly the same. The size of the install in the bathroom, a little bit smaller than that. And so I was like, hey, hon, in your man cave, you have like two huge closets. How about we move your stuff down there and I'll take this closet. Owen thought we were getting a divorce. Like, he moved his closet, and Dad was like, oh, i got to move my stuff downstairs. And he said, I thought you guys were getting a divorce. I said, because we moved our clothes? He was like, yeah. But I also thought any time you would sleep in the recliner and not sleep in the same bed with Dad, I thought, it was, I thought you were getting a divorce then, too. I'm like, honey, I was sick. Somebody gets sick in the house, mommy quarantines. Whether anybody else wants to or not, I'm like, oh. I'll see you on the other side. I take care of them too, but sometimes I put an <laughs> N95 mask on. <laughs> Only pastor know what, knows what that's about. Okay, back to back to the lesson. Okay, we have to be careful. If it's just so like it's just gonna come, and your children are in earshot or your grandchildren take a walk take a walk it's not that important okay we have to apologize to our kids sorry just keeping it real we don't live in a you know pastor and I are very human aren't you hun So don't go to your kids, even like, I wish your dad would get that stuff out of the way, okay? Maybe, would you help me get that stuff out of the way? And then share, 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 sharing is caring with your spouse. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is assuming that our spouse significant other knows what we're thinking and just should know what we need sorry so I was of that thinking we won't say how many years into our marriage You're, you should know we've been married this long and you don't know no he didn't he's like just tell me just tell me and the Lord was like why should he know why should he just know? Yeah, that was one of those. Would you talk to him? He doesn't even know. I'm going to talk to you first. Here comes the water bottle. Fully. Okay. Take it to Jesus. Remember, if you get the green light from Jesus, take it to your spouse. Full stop. Okay, I know, girls, we need to chat with our girlfriend. Did you know what he did? Be careful. Because your girlfriend, your dude, is not the only one listening. The enemy of your soul, the enemy of your relationship is listening. And half the time, he only knows what we're telling him. Okay? And we're just a wealth of information. Sometimes, you guys, this one I was was one like I was like, oh Lord, that's like a whole pack of water bottles. Sometimes we think we need a vacation and a getaway. And actually what we need is an altar. Okay? As individuals, and sometimes there's nothing more powerful than you and your spouse hitting the altar together. It doesn't have to be here. It can be at home. Let's just, okay, we're like, we're not, we're, we're like, let's just pray. Can we just pray? God loves children. Move on. That caught you up. You're like, I don't know if I want to hear the rest. He loves children. He loves the heart of a child. 
Psalm 127, verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Paul is a happy man. Those beautiful girls, amen? They are a blessing, not a burden. They are a responsibility, not a resource, okay? You don't think God will get in your business when it comes to your kids. He absolutely will, okay? And when we keep God and where he is positioned in our life straight, our spouse, then our children, it keeps a lot of things flowing smoothly, okay? Matthew 18, 3, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4 speaks of humbling yourself as a little child. God loves the heart of a child. And he leads us to that example several times. Matthew 19. When they wanted to scurry them away. Go, he's busy, he doesn't have time for you. He said, let them come. He says that to us in other ways. If you'll come to me, if you'll just just call my name, just be, I'm right here. I'm right here. I am so jealous right now. She's holding the new baby. Oh, my word. Sorry, squirrel. You know me when I just got distracted there for a second. That looks so yummy. Oh. See, I love, I love kids, too. Especially when they're just so cuddly. We have a responsibility before God. Say, I have a responsibility before God. That was really brave because you don't even know what I'm going to say. You trust me. I hope. To love, honor, cherish, correct, teach, invest in, and pray for our children. Love them with the love of the Lord. We've talked before about how when we look at our spouse and we're not, we love them, but we are not really liking them. If we can remind ourselves, you are speaking to a child of God. It'll kind of freeze you in your tracks. You're speaking to a child of God. When you are talking to your children, you are speaking to a blessing of the Lord. Okay? When you're talking to someone else's kids, you're speaking to a blessing of the Lord. Love them with his love. How has he loved you? And here's a point. How have you allowed the Lord to love you? It makes a huge difference. There is his love for us. And then there is the decision that we have made. You can love me this way, Lord, but not that. Okay? That will skew how you can give out. We have got to receive his love for us in the fullness of what he intends it to be so that we can love in a healthy way. Honor your children as a blessing they are, a gift from God. Parents, grandparents, there's time for talking, and there's time for listening. Our kids need to be heard. Even if it's not what you want to hear, apply the same principle. I heard you say, This is what I heard you say. Is that how you're feeling? It may be deeper than what you heard, 
or it may be not as big of a deal. Well, you know, listen, take the time. It's how you'll get to know that little person who's developing. Sometimes we just assume who our kids are. At the same time that we're praying, Lord, help them to grow in you. He's like, I'm doing my part. Do you know where they are? He's there to help us. He's there to come to our aid. He knows you love them. That's where the obedience part comes in. When he gives us instruction, be obedient to it. When he gives me instruction, when he lets that little radar go off, my kids know if they see me coming for them, it's, I get it from my mom. But she would come for me, and I knew the look on her face. So I would tell my friends, don't tell me anything. <laughs> don't tell me any secrets. My mom would never ask, but I remember I've told you this story one day, and it was an older friend, and I had come home heavy with what I had heard was going on in her life, and I had tried in my four-year younger self to say, don't do that. You're going to ruin your life, and I was so heavy with it, and I went to the refrigerator to get the milk out, and my mom whipped around that dining room <laughs> doorway and said, I don't know what's going on with so-and-so, but you better tell her to back away from whatever she's messing with. I dropped the milk. I was like, how do you know? I was so freaked out. I was just like, <gasps> she was like, the Lord just came to me while you were gone, and he gave me a word. Now you deliver that word. And I did. And then she was like, how did you know? Did you tell her? And I was like, no, I dropped the milk. It's like, girl. I was, I was at that age, I was just ticked off that she even shared it with me. Because I was like, I don't want to carry that. Like, I'm only 16 years old. I don't want to carry that stuff. Like, you, you're, you know better. Stop. That was my word. Stop. Just stop it. This can't go anywhere good. There's time for talking. There's time for listening. Keep your promises. Now, sometimes things happen. Be careful. Be careful. Don't idly promise things to your kids. We've had times when something's come up and we've had to change plans, and I hate that. So we make sure they know we are making this up. Get a calendar out and tell your kids when you're making it up. So that we don't become another person in their lives that just says stuff, okay? You're going through, we've had times where we were just going through difficult times, and we could not promise big, huge, fun things. They just wanted time. Just wanted time. My boys were happy if I took the chalk and all the army stuff and went out and sat on the patio and made forts with them. You sure we're going to do that tomorrow, Mom? I promise. Yes, we are. And Mommy was blessed, too. But there have been times when we've had to say, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Honor it by, instead of just, well, you know, life's hard. Toughen you up a little bit. You'll get used to it. You'll be fine. Okay? We need to honor our relationships no matter what they are. If you're choosing to have a relationship, I'm not just talking about spouses. If you're choosing to have a relationship, then honor it. 
correction. Oh, I skipped one. Learn to apologize and ask forgiveness. Be an example. I have gone to my boys and said, I'm sorry. Mommy just lost it, and that was completely inappropriate. I should have gotten myself together before I talked to you. I just lost it. I need you to forgive me. Please forgive me. Watch your child's face. We tell them, go to the Lord and ask forgiveness and say, I'm sorry. How are we being an example of that to our kids? We mess, just because we're the parent doesn't mean that everything that we do is right. Okay? When we're in the wrong, we should humbly go to our kids. Well, then they won't know who's in charge. Have a talk with the Lord about that. Because if we know who's in charge, it will affect even our need to feel like we're in charge. Okay? Submit yourself to the Lord. Everybody say correction. Correction is needed. Do we need correction? Okay. How does the Lord correct us? In love. Doesn't mean he always comes with a, you know, sugar shaker. Sometimes he has to get Trisha's attention and say, excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. And other times, it's like, you're okay. I got you. I see you're trying. I've got you, Trisha. Put the flogging stick down. I've got you. Scripture talks to us about whom the love lords, whom the Lord loves, that was a tongue twister, he chastens. We're here to train and build up our children. Children should never be disciplined or corrected out of anger or embarrassment. Well, you embarrass me, now I'm going to embarrass you. Or jealousy. Everybody say it with me. Never out of anger, embarrassment, or jealousy. If your child has it better than you had it, rejoice. Okay? Take your child aside and discipline them in private. You may have to do it in church. You may have to do it at the store, but never do it in a way that draws embarrassment to your child. They will not hear what you are saying. Opportunity wasted. Bears no fruit. I grew up, if my dad said it, I better do it the first time. Now, to give my dad props, his experience with his father was abusive and terrible. So when he came into the church, he prayed to the Lord, please teach me how to be a father. Please help me. He was trying. But when I ran in church with my little posse, and he had told me many times, do not run, about the 12th time, I felt a whop on my backside. Guess what? I never ran in church again, and neither did any of my friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
kind of goes against what that was that era of child raising. And to be fair, he had told me time, 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 and time, and time, and time, and time, and time again. But I obeyed because I didn't want that to happen again. And when he sat down with me later, probably because my mom said, you spanked her in front of her entire group of friends in private. That never happened in front of me. My mom understood a whole lot. Then there was a discussion at home. This is why we don't want you to run. This is the house of God. We honor the house of God. You could cause someone to fall. You could hurt yourself. Don't run. Okay. I remember there was a time. So Owen was the super easy kid. Don't do that. Okay. Why? Because, oh, okay. Like he was just Declan? Was my negotiator. Even before he could talk. I know, hard to believe that now, right? We went to Target. We did not have a lot of money then. So we went to Target because the bakery, we'd give them each a cookie. They knew that, so it was like in target and to the left. If I veered from the plan, it was like, what are we doing? Like, you've just thrown off the universe. We go left for a cookie, and then we go do whatever we need to do. And so I told them, I was like, okay, we have this much money. You can each pick one toy. We have a half hour before we need to be home. Okay. Owen goes, picks out his toy looks around like, that one's cool too, Mom. And I was like, yeah, we'll have to remember that for next time. Let me just stop here. Side note, set the expectations, okay? Don't set your kid up. Let's go look at the toys. Well, I said, look. I didn't say we could buy anything today. If you're taking the kid to the toy aisle to look at the toys, if you can't, don't go to the toy aisle, Okay? Now, I'm, that's not pamper, that is, it would be the same as if I said, hey, let's go to the restaurant after church. Don't those, those are cool steaks, aren't they? We're just going to have water. But they have great lighting, cool atmosphere, the waitresses are super nice. Oh, you wanted to eat. Well, we're just having water, and you need to be thankful for the water. Don't make things unnecessarily hard, okay? On the other hand, well, the story will explain. DJ, <laughs> like, I'm two. I was like, remember we talked about this. One toy, and we need to choose because we, we have to go. that my mom told me and taught me is when you say something, mean it. Either way, when you say something, you need to stand by what you said. Okay? 15 minutes. And I said, okay, we need to go. So if you're not going to choose, remember because we talked about it, if you're not going to choose, then we're going to have to leave without a toy. You know, I'll cho I choose... Now, would the easy thing be to say, okay, you get to, oh, and grab that other one you wanted and let's go. So tempting. It's like life's just easier that way and we can go and nobody's crying and I don't feel like a terrible mom. Not going to always feel good about 
everything. You just won't always, but you're doing what you need to do. Take courage. These are people that you're releasing out into the world. The world will appreciate. <laughs> okay? I mean, he was determined. He found, he tried every type of, I'm like, how are you like, you could like convict somebody right now. Like, I think we got lawyer skills going on. What's happening? I was like spinning. And Owen's like, Declan, just choose one. Come on, let's go. Like, he was getting stressed out. Like, oh. I said, okay, it's time to go. Let's go. No, 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 no. For all of you who thought you'd never have a kid, I was like, Owen would never have done that. Well, this is not Owen. This is Declan James Sanders, a gift from the Lord. And he was proving it, screaming. I said, all right, let's go. Kicking, screaming. I'm like, and he had never done this before. New, terrible twos, no. Threes. Lord Jesus. I took him, and I sat him in the cart. And then here comes <laughs> Owen. Mom, he could just have mine. And I was like, no, baby, because what would that teach him? He goes, we're really, he doesn't get a toy at all. I said, yeah, we got to do this, honey. It's hard. I know. Private conversation while Declan is screaming like a banshee in the cart, like sirens are going off. I had to walk all the way to the front of the store because I had things in that cart that I needed for dinner. And I'm like, Jesus, help me. My face is red. I just want to cry because I really, I'm like, Lord, it would just be easier if I just, and I was like, no. Do what you need to do. We get to the line. There are three people ahead of us in line who got to enjoy the whole scenario. He did not stop. I want a toy. Honey, the reason you're not getting a toy is because of this. We have to go. Next time, you'll be able to do what mommy asked you to do. Get to the checking out. I mean, tears are like, I'm so embarrassed. I feel bad for the people. You've been that other person in the store. You're like, oh, my gosh, would somebody get that kid? Why did they even bring them? If they know they behave this way, why'd they even bring them out? And then you're standing in a bootful of what you've said about other people's kids, okay? Careful what you say. They'll be like, oh, let me introduce you to the wonderful world of negotiation. So we get there. I had almost escaped without crying, and I hand the lady my money, and she had heard all of this, endured it, and she said, I was like, thank you. <laughs> Looking at the target. He's still screaming. I'm crying. And Owen's like, oh, God, I wish we'd never come to the store. I don't even want the joy anymore. <laughs> and I told him in the store, if you don't, if you don't stop this when we get home, you're going straight to bed. We get in the car. <laughs> Dried up, the sun came out. I'll, I'll play with your toy when we get home, Owen. Sure, I'll share with you, Declan. I'm like, oh, here we go. Take two. We walked in the house. Declan goes, let's play. And I said, no, honey. Mommy told you, if you didn't stop in the store, you were going to have to go lay down. And I think that's what you need. But I don't want to take a happy nappy. That's what we called it. Happy nappy. <laughs> Sometimes it's all how you frame it. Happy nappy. And he said, okay, mom. Went in, laid down, took the nap. He never did that in the store again. He could have. I 
didn't want to go to Target for a long time. It's like, Lord, I don't know that I can do it again. Do what you need to do so that your children get what they need. Need, not want. Okay? All right. Don't shame your kids. Okay? Does God shame us? One other quick story, and then I'm going to have to, like, through my notes. My mom, we were potty training Declan, and he just, you know how they do. I just didn't feel like coming in here, so I just went where I am. And my mom was trying to help me out, and she was like, oh. And it was, it was a phrase that we grew up with. I never felt it was a negative thing, but my mom went, Oh, Declan, shame on you, baby. And she said, she came to me in tears. And she said, the Lord just spoke to me. She said, Trisha, that baby looked up in my face and said, no shame me, Grandma. And she said, you just had this little look on, and she said, I felt the Lord. She said, I wanted to hit my knees right by the tub. She said, Trisha, you grew up, and I said that to you all growing up. I never meant it like it was just, oh, honey, don't do that. She said, something I grew up with. I said, Mom, it's okay. She goes, no, it's not. That can't ever come out of our mouths. He doesn't shame us. He, she said, I just felt the voice of God and the look on that baby's face. No shame me, Grandma. We are to correct our children, not break them down. Okay? We're not the army. We need to break them down so we can build them up. Okay? You can do damage. It takes the Lord, his angels, and a lot of work to correct. Let's be careful what we say. Now, correction needs to happen. Children, there's time for talking and there's time for listening. Okay? Owen was the listener. Declan was a negotiator. But how about we do this? Well, okay, but I'm going to do this. I was like, no. You're going to listen. Eyes on mommy. Okay? You ever have God do that? Eyes on me. Right here. It matters if your child, teenager, young adult, adult is in the house of God. Okay? If your child comes to you at any age and says, well, is it really a big deal? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's move on. Can you force them? No. Can you love them? Yes. Can you speak the word to them? Yes. In love, not in shame. Shame on you for not being in the house. How does that even work? Like, that's like the opposite of who he is. Let's be careful. There are a million things trying to snatch our kids out of the hands of God. From tiny. Let's make the simple things simple. As for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Most human beings function better when we can understand the why. This really goes for all relationships. Because I said so will only get you so far. Why? Because I said so. I've done that with my teenagers. And the Lord's like, explain the why. Even if they look like they're not taking it in, give them the why. Why is this important? How are we going to be successful? Why is it important that we do this? How can we be successful at doing this? When will we begin? Make a plan. 
Don't just leave stuff open-ended. Yeah, we're going to fix that. Yeah, we're going to change that. We, use cha- we are changing this now, and tomorrow this is what we're going to do. Okay? Where will we go when we need help? Your children need to know that. If you need help with this, if you struggle with this, come to Mommy and Daddy, and then we're going to go to Jesus. We're going to talk about it, and Jesus will help us. Okay? It's important to use a we when you're dealing with your kids. Remember, how can I help you? I'm proud of you. I love you. Thank you. We. We can do this. Come together and make a plan. Well, kids are too young. They don't really. Come together as a family and make a plan. They can do it. They will be so excited that you have invited them to the table. Ask them, what do you think you could do to help this? You'll be surprised. Every child is different, uniquely designed. Keep that in mind. Okay? Owen is not Declan. Declan is not Owen. If I try to deal with them the same way, I'll get nowhere. They are two different kids. Owen will talk your ear off. Declan reserves his words. And sometimes you have to kind of help him. But he's taking everything in. Coming together and making a plan is different from everyone running in different directions. That's chaos. Okay, well, I think this plan's better. Well, I think this plan's better. Well, let's see how successful we are. It's confusion. Kids deal with enough confusion outside your doors. Don't disgrace your kids. Don't shame your kids. Our kids know parents that if they come to dad and dad says no, and they, we had to do this with both. Declan was younger. He figured it out way sooner. He said no. Maybe if I go ask mom, she'll say yes. Then I go tell dad, mom said yes. And they both got it. Don't you ever do that again. Your father or your mother said no, that's it. A parental being said no. Don't manipulate. If you go for that, you will teach your children that manipulation will do wonders for them, and they will approach things that way. They're children. They're figuring it out. Let's help them figure out things in the way that God would have us to do that. We're not talking about perfection. We are not perfect parents. I'm sorry, there's not a perfect parent in this room. But if God is the center, and we are working with our spouse as our second, and we are united, good things can come when we keep our children third. They're not servants, but they do need responsibilities. It's a team effort, folks. So let me just say, Your kids need to help with the responsibilities of the home. They are not slaves. They are not servants. But giving them responsibilities helps them to understand what it takes to then go out, marry, have children, have a successful home. It teaches them how to be a part of the team and not to grow up expecting that It'll just, somebody's just going to do it. Owen makes a joke about seamless transition from mom to wife. Like, don't think I won't have a talk with her. And tell her everything you do know how to do. Don't you dare say, oh, I I don't, did I do that wrong? Maybe you should do it. You do it better. Okay? Let's teach each other and our children how to be a blessing 
in the family unit. Bad cop, good cop, the heavy and the softy does not work. It's not unity. Okay? It develops. We see it all over. It's not unity. You need to be a united force. Okay? We need to teach our children how to reverence the house of the Lord. Okay? It's a whole nother lesson. This is the house of the Lord. Let's respect it. Let's take care of it. Pastor speaking, let's listen. It's time to worship. Let's worship the Lord. Jesus loves to hear your voice. Those are things I heard growing up. He loves your worship. When you begin to worship and you begin to talk to him, he is all ears. He is listening. He loves you. He wants to hear what you have to say when you pray. It blesses his heart. Pray for your children, and then pray for yourself. God, help me to be the parent that I need to be for these kids. You gave me these two boys. Help me to be the parent that they need. Help me love with your love. Move in your understanding and your wisdom. And when you mess up, he's there. Lord, forgive me. Kids, forgive me. I'm trying. Let's try this again. It's okay to be humble in front of your children. They understand. Pray the word over your children. Put their names right in the text and pray it with authority. Psalms 23, we're going to do it together. I know, babe, I'm over. I'm trying. Forgive me. But we've got to get to this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. So this is how I would pray scripture over my kids. Oh, and Timothy, Declan James, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil, for he is with you. His rod, his staff, they comfort you. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil. Your cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. They'll chase you. All the days of your life. And you will. Declan James, Owen Timothy, you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Speak it with authority. He's given you those blessings. Put your, ni- your, your 9-year-old, your 19-year-old, your 39-year-old, Put their names and begin to speak the word of God over them. Say, Lord, help me to do the best I can do. Now I'm going to read your word in authority, and I'm going to read it over my child, and I'm going to pray for my child. They're beautifully and wonderfully made. God has a plan for you. Beyond what you can see, Owen and Declan, he has blessings for you. More than I could ever dream up as your mother. He has blessings for you. Let them hear you pray. Owen was sick as a dog yesterday, and we heard from the basement, Mom and Dad, please pray for me. I said, Baby, do you want us to do it out loud? Yeah. I hope he calls me when he's. When he's 39, if I'm still here, and says, Mom and Dad, pray for me out loud. Yeah. What we instill now 
will live on in them when we can no longer be here. Amen. Let's all stand. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for our 